Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. It has been, you know, about a week and a half since we've recorded. Um, Last time we we recorded, that team up north only had half a national championship since, you know, the 40s. Um, But we're not going to talk about that. You know, um, from our view, it doesn't even count. They cheated. Well, their their success only lasted five minutes because once that confetti went off, Quinton, Quinton Junkins uh, committed, and then, uh, then the trickle effects started happening. You know, Michigan started losing guys. Ohio State got literally everyone back, but two guys, Michael Hall Jr. and Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Officially declared. Um, Ryan Day is killing it. In the staffing, there's one guy that could probably be announced while you're listening to this. Um, Matt Guerrero is here, which I thought was a great hire. Jim Knowles guy, he was here before. Um, Perry Alano got fired or let go, which I had scratched my head on it, and then I realized, oh, he can't recruit, but he's still a good coach. But it just ever since the confetti shot off, Things polar opposites between the two schools. Oh, we're forgetting the biggest one. Parker Fleming's gone. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> we got him. We brought him to justice. Now, um, so Ohio State's been making moves. It's going to be announced probably shortly. Uh, looks like they're going to get Brian Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Um, we were joking about it in our group chat. Um, the younger crowd hates this hire. Me, you, Dave, everyone we're in the older crowd right. like the hire. Um, I think I think it's gonna work out pretty well. Um, when you look at what he did at Alabama, uh obviously he's had success everywhere. Like if you really look into it, like starting from when he was the head coach at Penn State, he took a depleted roster, had a winning record. I think it was seven and four in two thousand twelve, made Christian Hackenberg look like a pretty decent quarterback. Um, went to Houston, went four out of the six years to the playoffs, won playoff games with Deshaun Watson, which the Browns can't for some reason. The Browns can't even keep him healthy. Um, what else? He's the one national. Oh, he's the reason they the the Texans have CJ Stroud. I mean, he's a you could say he's a terrible GM, but he positioned them for the long run. And there, someone did a whole TikTok on this. Um, weeks ago, but basically, if he didn't trade Hopkins and stuff and start the whole dismantling, the Texans wouldn't have stunk and been able in the position to get Stroud. So, like in the long run, he's actually a smart GM if you look at it. Yeah. Um, and he I got mean, Watson. So he had a Heisman Trophy winner, court, winning quarterback. Um, all his receivers, all his receivers, backs, um, and tight end that year, like he coached, great statistical year too. 
Um, and then Tony Gerdman tweeted this out. I know I tweeted this out before he did, so I'm giving us credit. Like we, I tweeted this out <laughs> hours ago when I was saying, look at the year. Like he coached Hackenberg. Hackenberg had like 20 touchdown passes, fewer interceptions, higher completion percentage, higher yards. Then once James Franklin took over, um, you, you could see where like just the whole downfall kind of begins of Christian Hackenberg. So, I mean, like it, it, it begs the question, if you give him Drew Aller, if you give Bill O'Brien Drew Aller, might be a good player um but like i i really like the hire i i think he's a good good coach he's not flashy he's not super no. but i think he he's gonna do his job he, he's a guy who does his job he he's gonna come in help brian hartline he's gonna come in and i this might keep Corey dennis i'll be honest with you um bill o'brien might keep Corey dennis uh, I think Tony Alford's good to stay, and I think Justin Fry's good to stay. I think, I think we're going to keep the same offensive staff other than Parker Fleming. I think, I think Keenan Bailey's going to get promoted. Um, there's a sign that James Laurinaitis is going to get promoted. He's been out on the recruiting trail working his tail off. So, and we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll, you never know. I mean, I. I'm just excited because he's Bill O'Brien. Like anytime you can bring in an established NFL guy to the college game, it usually works out very well. It doesn't yeah. always translate from college to the NFL, but anytime they go down a step from NFL to college, I would say there's a very high percentage hit rate on that because the NFL, you know, it, the, the margins are so small, there's so much attention to detail. Um, I think it's going to work out really well. The only thing I hope is just like he keeps it. He like I, I want him to realize too that you know they're college kids, so you can't. Some of the concepts might be a little tough for them. They don't. You don't have as much time. You know they got to study and all this stuff. So like you can't keep the, make the offense too complex, but you got to have a fine line because obviously they are at the Ohio State and they should be able to learn how to yeah. you know, make reads and like do all this stuff. But you also you. They might not be ready for the full NFL playbook. Yeah, I don't think he's going to really bring out an NFL style playbook, and that's really drastic. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what he could do at Ohio State. Um, he's got a good quarterback, two great running backs, you know, great wide receiving crew. Or um, if we can pick up at least one more offensive lineman, I'd start. I feel comfortable. I mean, he's coming in. He's in. He's going to be inheriting a great, a good team. Um, so it's going to be fun to watch, see what the Buckeyes could do. Especially, it's going to be fun to kind of see, get an idea on April thirteenth when the spring game is. Um, could, the question being, could this be the most anticipated spring game we've had in a long time? I feel like we say that every off season. Um, well, no, I'm just saying this one just because of the staff changes and. There's not really like in 2019 we had Justin Fields coming in. I feel like I, I, feel, I feel like the most anticipated one in recent memory was 2018 when it was Haskins versus Burrow. Um, I think I just think with um, I mean also what was it Stroud's first year um, 2021? I think that was a a big spring game. Um, when like you know Stroud was out there for the first time, then you also saw flashes of McCord 
throwing McCord was throwing some crazy deep balls, and then Jack Miller was also kind of competing. I think, I think though, it's pretty clear. I think for the most part, outside some offensive line and whoever wins the tight end battle, who really starters are going to be like? I think what it, what I mean is people are going to be anticipated to see what Bill O'Brien's style of offense is going to be. Yeah, but it's just they're I think they're gonna keep it so vanilla. They're gonna keep the base stuff. I I, I don't think it's gonna be like and, and we've seen in past to past years with Ryan Day in the spring game. It hasn't been um Yeah. I mean crazy. It'll be a lot of guys who we hype up that end up really not contributing, unfortunately. Kai Stokes. Yeah, like Kai or like uh, our boy Joe Royer, like Joe Royer, will always have like a good spring game. It felt like Kai Stokes had an amazing spring game that one year. Um, Evan Pryor, um, like a lot of guys who you think are going to contribute more, and they 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 for some reason or not, they just never do. I, I feel like we always hold back in the spring game. I feel like it's it's going to be a link. I mean, I'm sure we got plenty of time to talk about it. It's going to be a leaking Lincoln Kindholds type. Absolutely. Yeah, I I could see Lincoln Kineholds have an air like Aaron Holland and Lincoln Kineholds stealing the show, and then um, Buckeye fans are gonna be like, "We need to start Aaron Nolan. I don't care if he's a freshman." Yeah, it's I I wouldn't read too much into it, um, I, and also Ohio State like they they don't have to be you don't have to be perfect coming out of the spring game because the first three games of the schedule are a joke going in the next. Yeah, we we have we have this year's. Michigan schedule. That's it's insane. Which I'm I'm fine with it. Uh, you know. Yeah, and, I'm fine with it. They want a natty with it. You got to be top twelve. Well, for now, for now, they want a natty. We'll see what what happens. <laughs> Speaking of them, nobody has a worst. Nobody has a worst. I mean, you're, we're talking two different teams here. We talked about at the top of the show. Ohio State, you know, getting everybody back. Michigan wins the national championship. And literally, Will Johnson, their two defensive tackles, Donovan Edwards and Loveland are the only ones coming back. Which Will Johnson might be going to need XFL. Like, they, like this, that's that's a rumor. But I've I've been like looking into this. It's it, it's a possibility, depending on what happened with Harbaugh and the NCAA. It would have to happen soon because the the league starts up in a, like a couple months. But that's an option for like a guy like Will Johnson because he's kind of proven everything he had to in college at this point. Um, he will be a high draft pick next draft, so it's like he might just go to the XFL and get a little, little paid a little more. Um, so just be on be on the lookout for that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's that team's imploding. Like Harbaugh looks like he's going to be going to the Chargers soon. The whole the whole and he's going to bring Zach Winter with him. Yeah, because the whole immunity thing is a joke. I've never heard of like any like like imagine working at like a bank, and you're like, oh, I may have stolen some dollars out of the the safe, but like I didn't. But if I did, uh, you can't fire me. It's in my contract. Like like nowhere else in the world, like no job is like that. It, like <laughs> it's crazy. It just I. Uh, they they pretend that they hold themselves to a higher standard and than everyone else, but like they they they're they're complicit. Yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. Definitely gonna be an interesting off season for both sides. 
um, Ohio State, you know, with the new staff, Michigan with everything that's going to turn over for them. It, it's definitely going to be interesting. Also, it's just going to be interesting all the way around. Nick Saban no longer at Alabama. Caleb Downs is in the portal. I think he's going to be a bulldog. But, you know, Buckeye fans are hanging on for hope. Hanging on for hope. They sent down the, the staff via the NetJets plane. Yeah. Um, got, they got everyone. I mean, they're visiting. I'm, I'm glad they're going down there to visit him and not bring him to Columbus when it's like negative wind chill because he yeah. would absolutely not commit. I think, you know, we're, we're pushing as far as we can. Um, and Ohio State got a new AD, Ross Buell. He likes to spend money, and he's going to put all of his eggs in the basket for NIL, and I think he'll have more success here at Ohio State than he did Texas A&M. No, I, I do too. It's in like he, I, I feel like he did a very good job setting up Texas AM to be successful. The problem was just the execution by Jimbo and his coaching. <laughs> but like yeah. he, he ba- Ross Bjork basically got them a blank check. So mm-hmm. um, he did what he had to do, I think. So, and I'm excited with what's going on with like the foundation, the 1870 Society. I think they're doing an incredible job. I know I've like kind of, hated on them in the past but now it looks like they actually have it all together so props to them um good job a couple years but that's okay yeah i mean they spent a lot of money they spent a lot of money and they could be spending more that's okay i I think the buckeyes are realizing what's going on um it's just it well vice versa too you look at michigan they're having NIL problems because it's they're pro like they're kind of doing like what Florida's doing. They're promising athletes and stuff money, and then apparently they're not keeping up on it. So yeah, that that's the good thing about Ohio State. They're not going to be the best in the nation when it comes to NIL, but they're going to be right there in the mix. Um, so it it's they're going to try to do it the right way and keep yeah for sure. Do you know what's bothering me though is, um. I know this is totally off topic from NIO and stuff. The kid from Miami just got granted a ninth year eligibility for to play football. He was in the same recruiting class as Nick Bosa. Um, was it Nick Bosa, Jalen Hurts, Rashad Gary? His name is Cam McCormick, and. In season injury ending injuries in 18, 19, 20, and 21. Dude, he was in the same recruiting class as Demario McCall. <laughs> and, and, and Demario McCall played for as long as we, like I thought I've seen. And like Demario <laughs> McCall's been out of college football for like two years. So put that in perspective. <laughs> I don't get why. But yeah, Talia Tungavaloa can't get his sixth year grant. Nick Saban wrote him a letter. Yeah. And the kid from Michigan is applying for his seventh year, a quarterback. What what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? You are stealing scholarship from a kid that deserves it more than you. I'm sorry you got hurt. Hang it up. I mean, I honestly Do think something else. I, I, I not I think if you're like a seventh or like eighth year guy, you shouldn't even be eligible for a scholarship. You like the NIL people need to pay for you at that point. Like you like <laughs> you like NIL should be paying for your school or whatever but, you're doing. Like, what are we doing here? You're taking up a roster spot. 
Yeah, like, you're like, a five year pro in the M- in, in the NFL. Like, what kind of program are you into? Where you like you need to be in college still, right? He's like, you have to be meet the academic standards, and if you're not meeting those academic standards, you're gonna be on probation. But like, all these places have it in place where like you know you're taking summer courses, you're working. Yeah, like you're grad. Like if you go to Ohio State, you're getting your degree in three years for the most part. Like most of these guys mm-hmm. can get a degree within three years. You need to tell me you need like eight, nine to get. You should be a. You should have two doctors at that. Point. Right. Don't tell LSU fans that because they still don't believe that Joe Burrow has a degree at Ohio State. So. Which Joe Burrow was at the facility, by the way, um, recently. Just want to point that out. So he still comes to the Ohio State. Like yeah there like a week ago so plain as them plain as they nfl cj stroud balling out made a number one defense in the cleveland browns look like a jv squad i mean does he have a shot does he have a shot to go into baltimore and win this weekend um you know i like them to cover it was People forget his first – well, I don't think people forgot, but his first NFL start was week one at Baltimore, and they lost, I think it was 26-9. to It it was a – no, 25-9. to It was was only like a two-touchdown game, two extra points, 16 points or whatever. So it was pretty close um, when you factor in that like Baltimore's the number one seed and C.J. Stroud was a rookie quarterback on his first start. Um I, I wouldn't – I mean, I can't I, – I think, you know, Houston's playing great football right now. Um, Stroud's playing confident, and he's a completely different player than what he was week one. Um, I think he's processing the game really great right now. Um, it, it's really going to come down, I think, to the, the Houston Texan defense. Can they contain Lamar? I, I don't know. I, I Will Anderson. Dalvin, yeah, and Dalvin Cook just became eligible to play. Um so we'll see. I think, I think Baltimore does win, but like, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I'm proud of CJ, and you know, I was proud. You know, I told the Browns fans, I told you all that whole week, what was going to happen. CJ Stroud was going to dice them up. No, no, no. Flacco's going to win. Flacco's no. What happened? Cleveland Browns fans, go sit down on the couch with us Bengals fans. We've been waiting. I mean, also, too, Flacco, I know he threw the two pick sixes, but he really didn't play that bad. That game wasn't on Flacco. It just it just was – they couldn't stop Stroud. Stroud, Stroud shredded them. Like, Miles Garrett was – he was non-existent. When, when the Texans forced the Browns to punt on the first drive and then they went down and scored, I think they got a field goal, and then Cleveland, I believe, answered, and then – Houston answered and then they got to stop and like score. That's when, and, and then they were getting the ball at half. That's when the, the Browns are really in trouble. The the pick sixes by Flacco, that was just kind of at that point, like you had to get something going. You needed to get points. You needed to, and then get stops and you just forced it, unfortunately. But it wasn't, I don't think that game was really on Flacco. I think um, the Browns defense really let them down. I thought Joku played really good though. Yeah, and Joku had a great season, but. I loved it as a Bengals fan, but yeah, it's it's fun. Um, what's not fun is the Holtman special right now. Oh, 
Oh, why you gotta bring it up? <laughs> we have to. We have to. Big game boomer put out the biggest rivalries <laughs> in college in college basketball. And Dan, I know you you uh you tried to lobby so hard for the number one to be Chris Holtman versus the month of January, and I'm right there with you. But but someone pointed out it's it's not a rivalry. <laughs> he just gets his ass kicked every January. <laughs> kind of like Michigan and Ohio State up until the last two three years. Y- yes, exactly. No, it's uh, I'm just sick of this. <laughs> I mean, I we look. I I've been saying it on this show. I think what for? I, I feels like three years at this point. I think everyone knows my thoughts. Who've been listening? I'm I'm just done. I'm 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 sick of getting hurt by this man. I'm just hopefully Bajor. Hopefully Bajork could fire him, pay out the whatever it is, get a good basketball coach. Hire Thad Mata back. At this point, we just like I don't know. Just the same thing every game. When we go on the road, it's our guys literally. Just shoot bricks, and it's and they it, sleepwalk, and it's not yeah, and it's not even it's not even like you know these are good shots. Some of these shots are just they'll they'll be in the corner, wide open for a three, won't even hit the net, won't even hit the backboard. Um, like in, in, in when we're playing it at Indiana Assembly Hall, I know it's Assembly Hall, a tough place to play, but like the first, I feel like five minutes, we just were air mailing these shots and it's like at least at least hit the rim guys and then and, and then you look at it all the other guys that leave the program Michi Johnson tearing it up in South Carolina um uh, Seth Towns I know I know not a great example because he's playing HBCU ball but he's averaging I think like 15 points um he's and- also played in the league he's been he's been playing college basketball for eight years so uh, Micah Potter, like, ended up being a good college player for Wisconsin. Uh, Thunderbird ended up. Jason Ledee. Yeah, Jason Ledee is averaging twenty, and he played in the in the NCAA championship last year. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The Tanner Holden goes back to Wright State, and he's doing the same stuff he was doing prior to being at Ohio State. It's just like every like Ed, by every metric, the guys get worse under Holtman, and it's like. Uh, if Felix Akpara played for Duke, he would probably be averaging 15 and 10 and like, or like Kentucky. Like he would be, he would be like, w- he'd be revered. He would be on, on, well, on the cover hate, of like the uh, sports illustrated. <laughs> I hate to break it too. We got breaking news while recording sources say Ohio state is hiring NFL head coach, former head NFL head coach, Bill O'Brien. As the new offensive coordinator. Yep, it's official. And our young guys in Slack don't understand what's going on. It's all right. Back to Holtman. Um, my other rant is, <laughs> yeah, I, I we know he's we knew Bill O'Brien was coming. Back to Holtman. <laughs> what, what annoys me about Holtman too is every time it hits like the five to four minute mark. The team just goes cold. We just get nervous. We can't close out games. It just it, it adds insult to injury when you know we like. I just wanted us to beat Michigan. 
in basketball. It would have been they're six and ten now, seven and ten. There's no it. reason why we should have lost. We needed it. Like this university needed it, and he let us down. And the thing is, is he plays his kryptonite. He plays the ultimate kryptonite team in his tenure at Ohio State this Saturday in the shot, Penn State. Like, Penn State's bound to determined to win by a last-second shot this Saturday. I guarantee you. I will guarantee that. It always happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm sick of it, man. I'm just – I think everyone, I'm sick of it, too. No one no one gets ex- – I don't get – like, I used to get excited for these games, and then – I just want football. Yeah, like, the la- like, I got excited up until after the 2021 season. Like, after we I mean, lost – after I just me driving to Indianapolis to go watch us play Illinois and lose in double overtime, it just crushed me, man. Like I'm just like, and then the next next week watching us lose to Oral Roberts, I'm just I'm just so sick and tired. They, they're exhausting. I'm just I don't like the next year when we made the tournament and we were playing Villanova. We all knew what was going to happen, uh, and then after that. We didn't even make the tournament last year because we were we were just terrible. It's I just it just sucks because Sinzabaugh and the dude that was played for Akron St. Vincent St. Mary was he plays for the Spurs now. What's his name? Brandon. Yeah, they're playing pretty good in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, I bet because <laughs> they got a coach. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, granted, this Sunday I'm pretty excited. Because not often do you get to see generational women's basketball talent come in. I mean, they they pro- she'll probably come in and boat race our Lady Buckeyes, but I get to see Caitlin Clark this weekend um, at, the, at the shot, so I'm pretty excited about that. But like, I'm going to root for the bu- Lady Buckeyes. I just I just hope Caitlin Clark takes it easy on us. Can Fred Duff just coach the men's team? <laughs> That's, I mean, that's an honest question. I what? bet the women's, I could, I bet the women's could beat the men's. No, that no, that would not happen. But it, Holtman, would, well, I mean, if it comes Holtman down to it, Holtman would find a way it, to let them cover. <laughs> Holtman would find a way to lose if Ohio State, the women's team, was up by, was up with five minutes to go in the game. Or yeah, so. It, no, yeah, it, it, I know what you're saying. It's. Uh, like promote Fred McGuff, <laughs> demote Holtman to the women's team. How many more days till spring football? <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep a track. It's I'm ready for I'm ready for the spring game. I am because I want to see Jeremiah Smith and down uh, in and um the quarterback <laughs> Aaron Ol. And it would be a good day to unwind, go to the shoe. Hopefully it's a nice day, you know, have have a brewski, have a beer in the stadium, you know, enjoy a spring, a spring day. So. Paul, I'm going to pull up the, pulling up the Pete Thamel tweet. Let's see what he said. He said, sources, Ohio State set to hire longtime NFL head coach Bill O'Brien as the school's new offensive coordinator. O'Brien served last season as the Patriots offensive coordinator in 2023 and has been the head coach of the Texans and in the Big Ten at Penn State. Yeah, people forget, like, the 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 Big Ten ties are important. He understands his conference. 
Um, and I'll, I'll just also say, oh, like the people saying, oh, he didn't do good with the Patriots. Like that, that roster was horrible. <laughs> but he was also on roster, Patriot coaching staffs that won Super Bowl. So people could shut up. Yeah. So exactly. So, I mean, Caleb Downs, I mean, what do you think? Buckeye or Bulldog? I think he's going to be a Longhorn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> We're not really shocked, people. Uh, no, he's going to be, he's going to be, a, I think he's going to be a Bulldog. It's, yeah, I do too. Unless the foundation in 1870 society, which they might, I mean, they might, at this point, I don't, I, I wouldn't put it past them the way they've been doing it. Um, it's it, Georgia's his hometown team. It's, I, I think Georgia has a bigger need for a safety like him too. Ohio State, like, we don't need. He'd be a luxury. He, he absolutely would, but like our our, our secondary is fine without him. Yeah. Like I'm, the guy I really wanted, he ended up going to Iowa, and that was Proctor. But that's okay. He went home. He went back home and to play for Iowa. Good for Iowa. Ain't gonna help their offense any, but I mean, it makes sense for him because one, he is from Iowa, probably homesick. But two, like we think of schools that develop offensive linemen. Obviously, Ohio State, but like Iowa is like probably one. Of the, one of the other schools you consider, like Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State. I feel like that's like the big three for linemen. So, yeah, I, I get it. And I like this year. I like the Armstrong twins. I like I like this year's offensive line class. I think it's pretty solid. They're not flashy guys, but they're tough as nails. And, you know, Ian Moore is the guy I was talking about. I like him. I mean, I'm not – I like these guys. I really do. And I think they're going to be pretty good for Ohio State. Absolutely. Um, let's see. What else do we got? I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, Andrew Smith. He is not accepted our <laughs> offer to come on the podcast. Um, we need him on the pod. Like I said, Andrew, we are here. We are waiting. Um, we we know you're a fake fake person, but like, come on. Show your face. And, and all these and all these people saying the big uh the silver bulletin don't and are don't have sources. How do you know we don't have sources? Yeah, they're like, like oh how do you know? They're like, oh, the silver bulletin's lying to you. I'm like, I literally we literally talk to them. Like I'm literally in a chat with them. I know, I know we know what's going on. We just don't share it because like we know we, <laughs> like, they know we, like, we know. And we're just like, not sharing it. We we know we have our sources. Um, the two sources I have, Dan, you know who they are. You know, you've seen the stuff that I've sent to you. I promised them that I would never like the times that the two oh. times, the times I met them, I promised them that I would never leak anything. And I'm a man of my word. No, and I don't leak anything either. I, the only thing I'm leaking right now is saying I know that the Silver Bulletin has sources because they, they like they, they talk about it with like it with their their insiders, and like we discuss it because we're in the group chat with them, and we don't we won't leak anything because like we're not trying to like we don't care about breaking news or anything, and like they're our friends and like we're respectful, 
But like, I can absolutely attest that like they have the news, they just sit on it and, you know, they're also respectful. So like, yeah, I, I will defend them because it's ridiculous that people who come out here and they're like, oh, they're just retweeting what Berm said and stuff like Berm has never come up once in their chat. I can guarantee you that. Like, and yep. I, I, we all love Berm. They're getting it from other places. No, and Berm, the guys from Eleven Warriors, uh, the the guys you, know, you you could say anyone. We have not, we have not seen their names in our message in our own message boards that we have as a staff at Silver Bulletin. And by the way, if I if we really wanted to prove something, I would just reach out to Tennessee Jeff because he knows before any anyone. <laughs> Tennessee Jeff knows more than Berm. That's a fact. <laughs> when it comes to things already going on at the Woody, yes, I would agree. Absolutely. Like maybe maybe Tennessee Jeff is Berm's source. Tennessee Jeff is Andrew Smith. <laughs> no, no. That would be funny. No, I think it was either. I thought it was Yoder. It, it seemed like it would be Yoder, but it's not. Um, I, I think it's just some weird dude in like Cleveland, honestly. Because he was like, he was tweeting at us. He was like, with his burner accounts, he's like, dance, puppet, dance. I was like, literally, fuck your puppet. <laughs> So it's gonna be fun, man. But yeah, that's all I got. Ohio State uh, in basketball. Who the hell do we play this weekend? Uh, Penn State. Penn State. We're gonna probably lose. Uh, when we like, I just I want to. And we play Iowa and women's. I just want to. We'll win that. I think we could win that. Honestly, more than hey, if we win that, I think. The games that I've been to, I've been, I went to the deal with a game when we played Wisconsin and with Jared Sollinger. Diebler hit a bunch of threes. I've been to the, the floater game by Mike Conley. Uh, I've been to the Duke game with you. That was, uh, that game was electric. <laughs> that game was electric. Uh, I've seen him beat Adrian Payne in Michigan State when they were the number one team in the country. If we knock off, if Cody McMahon and J.C. Sheldon knock off Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes, it'll be the second best thing since I called out the Illinois fans. Do you, do you want us in a while? But speaking of Illinois, <laughs> Illinois has won a Big Ten championship more recently than Ohio State. Illinois is more of a basketball school than Ohio State. But, they, but they've won a Big Ten. Yeah. I'm saying in football and in basketball. Like if between football and basketball, they have won a Big Ten championship more recently than us. Like it's wild. These are dark days. It pains. It pains. No, no, no. You're wrong. Oh wait, when did they win a Big Ten? Because they won in 2021. They won right before the world shut down. No, in 2021. Oh, was it 2021? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're you're right. You're right. You're right. Because we won the Big Ten championship in. In 2020 in December. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In 2021, we made it to the Big Ten championship in basketball, but Illinois beat us. And then we haven't obviously been to the Big Ten championship since because we keep losing to Michigan. And hey. yeah, it's wild. 
I'm not allowed to see I'm not allowed to see Illinois basketball ever again. So you're banned. <laughs> well, that's that's all I got, Cass. Hey, I mean, if we beat Caitlin Clark in Ohio, if Ohio State beats Caitlin Clark in Iowa again, it would be the second best thing I've ever witnessed at a at an Ohio State basketball game after me calling out eighty Illinois students. I love it. I love it. Um, just wrapping up here. Um, hopefully by next our next show, Jim Harbaugh will no longer be a Michigan Wolverine. That is my wish. I hope Caleb Downs will be a Buckeye. Um, and I'm just gonna send out good vibes. I'm just gonna pray. I'm just gonna pray. I, I, we need it. We need it. Okay. Uh, but that's all I got, Cass. Um, everyone, stay warm. We're gonna hit, get hit with a major snowstorm again this weekend. Um, you know, drive safe and everything. But that's all I got. Go Bucks. Go Bucks.